back in on Canuck Central. It's Dan Richo Satyar Shah here in the Kintech studio. Kintech Canada's favorite orthotics provider powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sorefeet, what are you waiting for? Canuck Central is for Enzyme Pacific Vancouver's premier Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, and Jeep Superstore on 2nd Avenue between Camby and Maine or at EnzymePacificChrysler.ca. Uh, we didn't do it yesterday because we reacted to the breaking Elias Pettersson news. So we want to give the people what they want, Sat. Yeah. And that is overrated, underrated. Hit the music. And the thing I like about uh, giving it an extra day instead of just jumping into it, now we get the extra questions coming in after the Elias Patterson stuff, right? Yes. So it's, it is still going to be a very Elias Patterson centric, overrated, underrated, or at least, you know, oh, everything that's involved with Elias Patterson. There's a lot. There's I think people things. are uh, wondering about when it comes to Elias Patterson. All right, Josh Elliott Wolf. All right. We will uh, start with this one from Hockey Watch and Woodrow. Moving to Raleigh, overrated or underrated? <laughs> never done it myself. Uh, you know what? I would say I've never been, but I've seen um, you know some some footage and videos and stuff of Raleigh and, and Carolina. It, it's really nice. Like it's it's really nice. Yeah, it's a nice spot. Like you think of like oh Raleigh, Carolina, where it's like middle of nowhere, like Booney Town or something. It's like no, it's actually a beautiful place. <laughs> well, uh, as uh, a guy who uh, enjoys golf, uh, Carolina has got quite a bit of golf, mm-hmm. especially South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Right? You can uh, you can you can you can re- probably enjoy life in in Carolina. I I feel like most American cities are kind of the same, same but different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> Like, especially the ones that are on the smaller scale. Like, is Raleigh all that different from Pittsburgh? I, I don't know, right? Um, I've never been to Raleigh. They've probably got great barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I wonder, like, you know, if you are potentially, like, thinking about the idea of moving to, to North Carolina, do you listen to Petey Pablo to get yourself hyped up? Hyped up? Uh, you might have to. Yeah. You might have to. And be like, you know what? This is This is my jam. North Carolina, born and raised up. Uh, Take what your about shirt off. overrated, underrated? Moving <laughs> 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 to Raleigh. Does Josh even know that song? He probably doesn't even no, know. He has no, no idea. You don't know. Costa knows the song, right? Costa knows what's up. Okay. Moving to Raleigh to play for the Hurricanes. <laughs> overrated or underrated? Uh, I, I still say I'd say maybe overrated. I'm not. I'm not as big on the whole Carolina Hurricanes experience as yeah. many are. Do you want your coach to be more fit than you are? I don't know. No, I mean, okay. the Canucks might be dealing with a bit of that right yeah, now, too. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah, what was it, JT? Who was, who was talking about... Uh, it was, was it JT was talking about talking? Yeah. How, like, he does stuff at the gym. You're like, well, what the hell does this guy do? He's a 50-year-old just, like, lifting crazy weights. I mean, he, I mean, you see when you see Taka up in person, like, he's yeah. he's in good shape he's, still. He's still, in, uh, he's still in pretty good shape. Um, I don't know. Carolina is just, like... Uh, I, I called them earlier today like the the blue jays of of the nhl they seem to be like second to any star player <laughs> potentially getting traded and star players generally aren't going to play there but they've got a, a pretty decent team they've got some good young talent they're built well they've got a good cap picture like there's there's some nice things about the carolina hurricanes you have the potential of winning it's just you're always going to be, it feels like, the third or fourth best mm-hmm. team in the Eastern Conference and never any better. And I, I don't know how, how uh, enticing that really is. 
Next one from Sue. Pedersen's potential contract, overrated or underrated? Uh, I'd still say underrated because I think the overall, you know, take a lot of people have is, oh, it's a lot of money. And how on God's green earth is he going to be able to add surplus value at some point? And we went over this quite a bit yesterday, too, talking about it. But percentage of cap numbers change because he's going to get locked into a number for however many years. And the cap's going to go up. So his number is going to look smaller relative to the cap as yeah. the years go by that's one part of it and i think we're going to see more players get paid that in a few years there'll be some guys making the same amount of money if not more that you look at and say well Pedersen's a better player yeah so i, th- I think that's going to take care of itself to some degree just with inflation and time and, and the cap moving around but i also think the player is capable of so much more than he's shown so far and i'm kind of bewildered by the notion that people think he can improve significantly i think just from a more physical maturity and strength standpoint, which I believe he will add as he gets even older, that's going to give him a huge boost. Considering his work ethic, how driven he is, I think there's there's at least one or two more levels to his game that he's going to find. He's only 25 years old, so I'd say underrated whatever yeah. contract he signs. So, um, it, it's hard to <laughs> overpay a, play, a player of Pedersen's caliber. So for me, this answer is always going to be underrated. You've heard me talk a lot about percentage of the cap. Like when Sidney Crosby signed his 12-year mega deal with the Pittsburgh Penguins, at the time it was worth 12.6, or it would be in today's day and age worth 12.68 million on the salary cap. If it were next year's cap, 87.5 million at the upper ceiling. So when you look at Sidney Crosby's $8.7 million, you're like, wow, what a bargain! It's like, yeah, it was signed a decade ago. Yeah, it's a long of course time ago. it looks like a bargain now. And I feel similarly with Patterson. Now, eight years, he'll be 33 towards the end. Is he still giving you $12.5 million value or whatever it might be, $12 million value at the end of the contract? Maybe not, but guess what? For the course of this contract, or most of this contract, he'll likely bring you surplus value to what you are looking at. And the cap is going to go up exponentially over the next couple of years. So we could be looking at a salary cap even in two years' time that's close to 95 million bucks at. Like it's going up to 87.5. Early projections for the following year is an even bigger mm-hmm. increase because escrow will finally be paid off by the NHLPA and so I just don't see a world where Pedersen isn't living up to this contract and most likely even more so than what we expect when the number initially gets signed you'll look at it and you'll be like 96 million dollars are you kidding he's not worth that and then three years from now you'll be like well he's scored 300 points over the last three seasons I I guess he was worth it Next one, uh, using the trade deadline as a pressure point for contract negotiations. Overrated or underrated? Clearly underrated. <laughs> uh, pressure points are good. Pressure points force force <laughs> negotiating, as yeah. uh, as has clearly happened here. Uh, if you missed our, uh, well, Sat's uh, explanation or view of how things may have played out, it's now available on Twitter in video format, so you can see that at Sportsnet 650. But 
yeah, the Canucks didn't have many leverage cards to play, and with Pedersen's unknown status, mm. teams calling, clearly it opened up an avenue of leverage that they could use to encourage Pedersen to get back to the bargaining table. Yeah, and, and that's kind of, listen, uh, we're going off of Elliot's reporting as well. Yes. Right? And... And Elliot mentioning, you know, the offer that's out there. And if you missed it, you can check it out on sportsnet.ca, the explanation of how it transpired. But I think it was pretty clear that the Canucks were in a position because they didn't know what Pedersen's future was going to hold because he hadn't committed one way or another, that they had no choice but to listen to other teams when they called. And when finally somebody made them the type of offer that was overwhelming enough that they had to consider it, you show it to Pedersen. You say to him, we want to keep you. But you haven't told us what you want to do. And because of that, teams are calling. Yeah. And because you're such a talented hockey player and you're a superstar young player, teams are going to try to get you from us. So what's going on? Because if you're not going to sign, we may have to start really considering this. And you do that to a player and he's probably like, okay, forget Carolina. They're actually willing to listen and maybe they will pull the trigger because I don't have a no trade clause. So let's just get this going. I, uh, I wonder... There's probably multiple things true at the same time, to borrow one of your phrases, Sat. But I do wonder if some of the noise finally did start to affect or become a distraction. I mean, Tockett admitted it as much yesterday. Ian McIntyre, who always does great work at sportsnet.ca and interviewed Pedersen yesterday before the news broke... Even Pedersen somewhat admittedly saying the noise can get to you. So when when you hear those types of things, you wonder if, all right, for a long time, it hasn't been a distraction. It feels like it's becoming a distraction. Maybe the best course of action here is to get a deal done. And ultimately, if Pedersen or any star player wants out at any point over a long-term deal, they can force their team's hand and force a way out, just as we've seen in the past with... Jack Eichel and other teams having to deal with that in prior years. This one from Hassan. Balancing power play units. Overrated or underrated? So overrated. I cannot tell you how incredibly overrated this is. (laughs) The funny thing is the Canucks scored the other night, but Mm -hmm. uh, Rick Tockett is very uh, real about these sorts of things. And, you know, he's not going to uh, get swayed. Oh, well, we scored a power play goal. Great. Talk it knows. Like, let's say tonight it's Canucks and LA Kings. It's 2-2 in the third period. Canucks get a power play. Do you think there is any world where Quinn Hughes isn't the first defenseman over the boards in a tie game where it's 2-2 and you are trying to win the game, I would imagine? And he essentially admitted that yesterday. So as much as they are balanced, it's also... Uh, very much an experiment that Tockett is working with right now to get all these players back on the same page to when he reunites his five most talented players onto the top unit. It's all, I, I overrated two units, yes. absolutely. <laughs> Underrated getting them back together, hopefully soon. And he mentioned them playing away from each other maybe makes it better once they come back together at some point. The next one from Dan Murphy. Dan Riccio on the TV panel. Overrated or underrated? Well, I I guess uh, the listeners of the program will have to uh, decide that after tonight's appearance on the the television panel. The viewers. I have a a take on this. Uh Uh-oh. 
underrated. Oh, Dad Riccio, very underrated. Could you imagine? Uh, overrated. <laughs> could you imagine? I'm not that big of a you know what. But uh, no, but, but Reach, Reach is a very multi-talented broadcaster. We heard him do play-by-play, of course. Uh, I think he's underrated on TV. He's oh. got a good look on TV. He delivers things well. He's got a take he doesn't suck. It's always, always got the blue steel going on. I, I couldn't hear what you just said. Always my, got the blue steel? Yeah. Yeah. I like blue suits. What can I say? <laughs> I'm a Zuri through and through. Got another blue suit tonight as well. Not uh, not the bright blue one, but a navy navy suit. <laughs> Navy's always nice. Yeah. Next one, uh, Justin and East Van. Leap day birthdays. Overrated or underrated? Uh, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't they be uh, overrated because they're so annoying to explain to people all the time? It's like, well, my birthday is the 29th, but actually the first this year. This year we're doing it on the 28th. Would you celebrate it on the 28th or the first? Um, Good question. I think people do the 28th. Because they want to be February. You're still in the month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my birthday is February 28th, as we found out yesterday, because people put it on on social media. I'm not big on talking about my birthday. Overrated, underrated. Sad turning 40. That was one yesterday. Uh, I'll let Sad answer. I'm not yet 40. Uh, You know, I will say, like, I've always felt, like, really good for my age. Like, you know, not not that I'm old or anything like that. But, like, you know, I was in my mid to late 30s. I always felt great. This past year, like, I, I started, like, feeling... I'm like, oh, like I, I think I'm getting to 40. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I'm not a big napper. This year, I've napped a lot. Oh, you know. Um, so you're getting to that stage where, like, it's mid-afternoon, Sunday. You're you're on the couch. Yeah. You sit down for two minutes. Next thing you know, you're sleeping. Yeah. I <laughs> know, and, and, and like 100, percent and like I've always been, you know, pretty militant about like my my workout regimen. Yes. And like I gotta go. I'm going five six days a week. Like, I'm doing this or doing that. And I was like, I just can't. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm taking an extra day off this week. I just can't do it. Uh, anytime we get a, like think about leap year birthdays, I think of the movie Jack with Robin Williams. <laughs> also something that's. Josh hasn't watched um, Costa. I've seen a bit of it. Haven't watched the whole thing. You've seen a bit of it? I saw a bit of it. I've, been, I've like, I remember seeing a bit of it and being like, oh, I should watch this whole thing. And I, I did. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen the movie. I just wanted to add to leap, uh, leap your birthdays. Happy 11th birthday to former flyer Simone Gagne. Oh, oh wow. Very 11th birthday. 11th birthday. What was it in Jack? Like he, every year he grew four years older instead of <laughs> one year at a time. So it's like the opposite of Benjamin Button. Exponentially older. Accelerated aging rather than uh, decelerating aging. Accelerated aging. Uh, Next one comes from... What the knock? Trading for Colton Pareko to bolster the Canucks defense. Uh, Excuse me. I just... uh, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, (laughs) Overrated. Don't like the idea. Underrated? Jordan Cairo as a trade target for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I, I'd, I, yeah. Cost certainty. Yeah. Good winger, speed, scoring talent. I'm a big Jordan Cairo fan. So am I. I like Jordan Cairo a lot. Okay. That would be a huge package. I like him. I don't know if I love him. Phrasing? <laughs> so for me, it's like, for me, the, the guy I've been most interested by, like that's come available so far, is Brady Kachuk. Is he actually available? But the fact that his name is being mentioned. I can't imagine. But what if he actually wants out? If he wants out, he'll be able to get out, as I mentioned earlier this se- this segment. But I-, I think if Brady Kachuk wants out, he's like going to St. Louis or something. Yeah, well, but he doesn't. He doesn't have like the, the protection. 
He's got a friend yeah, here, too. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe this is uh, Knox's way of making sure you sticks around on uh, his contract. Right? I mean, like, I, I'd give up any everything except for, like, obviously, Pedersen and Hughes. You keep those guys and everything, yeah. right? Like, it's like Willander, Lakiramaki, you know, first round pick. Take it all. Take man. it all. Like, who, you know, Brock, who else do you want? Yeah. Garland? Sure. <laughs> sure. Um,. Teams like Ottawa and Buffalo, they signed all these young players to massive deals, and it's really not working out. Maybe it will at some point, but so far, the plan, not uh, <laughs> not working out so well. We'll end with this one. Neil from Surrey, overrated, underrated. JT Miller getting his jersey retired if he keeps up <laughs> this point pace over his contract. Okay. Well, if he puts, keeps up his point pace over that the contract. Be, that would be crazy. Let's just Look, say, like, if he ages normally i'd i'd uh, i'm not a jersey retired guy but i'd say it's hard to if jt miller becomes one of the great scorers in, <laughs> in canucks history it's going to be hard to keep him out of that conversation so he has 380 points right now right? yes which is a lot in five years as a vancouver canuck so he has six more years left on his deal yes even at a, let's average it out, a 60-point pace over the next six years. Let's do 70. 70? Let's do 70. 70. I mean, he's been a point-per-game player. Yeah, since he exactly. Came let's give him 70, because he might have like a couple hundred-point years yeah, or something, Yeah, it might right? drop off towards the end. It'll average out. It may be higher. Let's just for argument's sake, because we're trying to do the quick math here, and I'm yes. doing, using a calculator for those wondering. Okay. Uh, that would bring him to 800 points, which would have him as a third-highest scorer, unless Patterson... And Hughes are ahead of him. Uh, Petters, I don't think Hughes will be ahead of him because um, I just think the, the score. I mean, I, I guess it's possible, right? I yeah. guess it's possible with how Hughes has played. I want to put it past them, but the only guy really threatening him to not be third if he does that would be Pedersen. Yeah. So if you're like top three, you have more points than Marcus Nasland and Trevor Linden, Stan Smeal. <laughs> that would be. Those are all the guys in the Raptors. If he does that, I mean, it might be hard to keep him off. Uh, he is definitely going to be pretty, pretty high on the list. Uh, JT Miller, 13th in assists already as a Vancouver Canuck, and is pretty high up there on the goals list as well. So, but I will say, like the. You I need to have team successes. My my point was going to be as much as he could stack up against these other players, I think you need to start thinking of team success to go with individual success to retire a player's number. So let's say Hughes and Pedersen play out their careers as Canucks. Yeah. They're they're going up in the rafters. It's non-negotiable, right? It's like doesn't matter if they win a cup or not. Yeah. Do you kind of, like for a guy like JT, considering how many guys have already gone up to the rafters? Yeah. You kind of need a cup. I think yeah. to add somebody else out of this group. Yeah. You know, it, it would be hard to, to name three players of the same group, same core, put them all up there without team success. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean Hughes fashion. is already like the best defenseman that's ever played for the franchise. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, he's going up. There's no, no question <laughs> about it. Right. And Pedersen may end up being the most prolific center they've ever drafted. Mm -hmm. you no, know, he might, you know, outproduce Henrik Sedin if he stays here for the rest of his career, uh, especially on a shiny new eight year deal, which we believe or are led to believe could be on the horizon for Elias Pettersson. Or six or five or seven. Okay, we'll don't, see. don't yeah. we'll see. There's, there's a few options <laughs> on the table for Elias Pettersson. It's Dan Richo, Satyar Shah. Coming up, Brian Burke is going to join us. Yes, Berkey, PWHL Executive Director of their Players Association and 
of course, former general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. That's coming up next on Canuck Central.